0: welcome to the not for nothing podcast with your host chris bot and and chris borg (laughs) sorry i just really wanted to do that I just really, it was good. yeah, dude. I couldn't figure out how to turn it off for a minute. Uh, that was a, yeah, that's a sound effect. We haven't had one in a while.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Not tech. for
0: Nothing, folks. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: Um, I'm much, I'm much better now that you did. use these high tech sound effects for our show. <laughs> I'm that glad was you really liked great.
0: It. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> that
1: was it. a nice surprise
0: too. Yeah, I came at you. Uh, little, little. Uh, behind, what do they say? Behind baseball, making baseball, Bi- Something behind the scenes behind the scenes, what yeah, but they say like there's a baseball term for it. it's like uh that's about inside the clubhouse inside baseball, the insider's baseball, I don't fucking know anyway, oh, no. a little little uh making the sausage that's another that's another mm-hmm. euphemism for for getting but mm-hmm. behind the scenes uh Chris and I do a little warm up before the show. we talk about a lot of things, uh, and I can tell you Chris is a little distressed because he's trying to close on a house, and uh so at any moment he might start swearing. <laughs> 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 well, you will not know why, but I could promise you it's legitimate. Uh, and the best thing will be just for me to sort of like just cool him down a little bit, make sure he doesn't, you know, go go Michael Douglas and falling down on his uh, on his attorney. So I just wanted to put that out there. I do I don't I want our listeners to have to think that you're I, you're I not the nice guy that everybody. Our has.
1: listeners that I will not look at my phone while we're doing the show. Great.
0: That's yep. probably for the best. Yep. Okay. Inside
1: yep. baseball is that what
0: it is? I don't know. No, oh, no. speaking of go. speaking of inside baseball, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. I had the I think the worst gambling weekend uh, in a really long time. In a really long time. I,
1: which is probably saying something
0: too, <laughs> dude. It really is. Like you should look at, if you saw my DraftKings like be, oh, bets. It's just like red, 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 red. Just like loss, loss, loss. It's so depressing. Like I'm. Embar- Does it show
1: your history too? Like yeah, that's what I mean. Bits?
0: Yeah, like you have to scroll down before you see a green. Like you have to scroll, and uh, the green indicating the wins and the reds indicating losses. Uh, I was playing. I did the like. I was playing so much fucking catch up. First of all, I've said it on this pod a million times. I know it's a fact. Do not bet on Week One NFL. Like, just don't. You never win. It's it's a sucker's bet. Like, you don't know what you're going to get, especially during a pandemic. And yet, here I was doing all these stupid under parlays, and like, ah, uh, I was mixing. Like, I was losing in fantastic fashion. I lost so hard, Chris. It got to the point where I was bet. I bet on the Giants in like in game, the Giants <laughs> against the Steelers in game. Because they at one point, they got, it had bumped up to plus 430, and the Giants were driving, and then Danny Dimes throws a fucking interception in the end zone, and that's a wrap. But I did get to know what it feels like to be a Giants fan, so that was, that was kind of an interesting feeling, like to be like rooting for the Giants and being like, oh, man, they're in the red zone, and then being like, oh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't get to have touchdowns when we're in the red zone. <laughs> we get field goals or interceptions. So anyway, I I I can say with all sincerity, I lost every bet. I won't walk you through any of them besides that one because they're just embarrassed. Like they're too embarrassing. Like it's like, it's, it's, it, you put them all together and it's monumentally embarrassing. Um, I learned a valuable lesson and then, uh, and then, uh, and then, a uh, a friend a friend reaches out and is like, hey, he lives in California, and he I won't name him by name because I don't want to put his business out here, but he uh, he was like, I, I wondered if you couldn't put a bet down for me because they don't have legal gambling, so I'm now a bookie. Uh, nice. And I was like, sure, what is it? And he was like, I want to put $100 on the, on the Oakland A's to win the World Series. Oh. And I was like, all right, I looked it up, it's, it's plus one, plus 1300 Okay. And I yeah. looked and they're like the third ranked team in the AL. So I put a hundred down for him and I put a little taste for me. I'm betting on baseball like that. It's gotten, it's bad. I'm betting on baseball and, and it's, and teams I know nothing about. I couldn't tell you if, if we did an hour long podcast of me trying to guess players names on the A's, I might come up with one if they have like a Wilson or a Ramirez, like just by luck. Like I don't know anything about this team. I've never, I've I know nothing. Do you know anything about the Oakland A's? Are they still in Oakland?
1: They're still in Oakland. Uh, that's about as far as I know. Um, they they're always you know kind of in it every year, and or they make it to the playoffs every year. I should say. So it's um, I didn't think they were doing well this year. I I really haven't been paying attention. Exactly, to at that's all. the
0: whole point. But like I was, I'm, I feel like I was like maybe. Someone it's kind of one of those like smart
1: kind of bets, you know, yeah. at odds that you're like, this is the year.
0: This person's a smart person, but he's also like a homer, and this is probably his home team. I'm, th- I'm guessing oh, this is his home God. squad. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of sad, too, that yeah. you're a homer for the Oakland A's
0: and the Sacramento Kings. Like, this guy's oh, got, yeah. yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's bleak. This guy's got a bad. It's bleak. Um,
1: uh, you know what? I, I, you, know, it's, you, you bring up baseball, and that's good, because I f- totally forgot about this, of course, obviously, because um, this one more thing we suck at, uh, was calling the MLB season over under, did we say 20 or 30
0: games? We said 20, and we were wrong. We, said, we were totally wrong. It looked, it looked promising. That was a, it did
1: for a little bit there.
0: And as I it turns it. out, it doesn't matter if you get COVID. They don't nope. care. Just They're just going to keep it. playing. Yeah, just get it. And now the and Big Ten's going to play, because... Yep. Trump. And the Pac-10 it looks like they'll follow suit here too within another
1: week or so. It's crazy. I, uh, I okay, sure. Right. Let yep. them play. Wait, here's what I don't understand though, too, because so now, so now, football was debating, different conferences were debating playing or not. Some did, not some are, some you know thing. But now, that I just saw the story this morning that all all of college basketball, the season will start like sometime after Thanksgiving or something. I think. Yeah. So I don't understand how basketball is able to, like, everybody, every team is going to play in basketball, but there was such a debate with football. That makes no sense to me either. I, that's how, that's how ridiculous and stupid. The whole NCAA has no, right? There's no, there's no leadership there. Well, it's not the
0: NCAA at all. Like, they're just sort of handing this off to the conferences.
1: Which is what they do with
0: everything. The ACC is talking about doing their own tournament, their own March Madness. Yeah. Which is genius. And, like, the bet... Like, I mean, that's the kind of... Shouldn't that well, be, show the, shouldn't that be how this all sort of, about- like, plays out? Shouldn't this be, like, as it turns out, we don't need the NCAA? Like, you can have swimming and water polo yeah. and we're, all these big money-making sports. We'll pay our players. We'll play in, in our own conference tournaments. And then... And, and we'll, we'll figure this out. Like, I... I would love I think to see. It... it's
1: progressing to that way. Absolutely, it'll be great. I would think it... this was. Remember when? It...
0: Remember when winning your conference was all that like anyone cared about, like back in like mm-hmm. the 30s or whatever, like who...
1: <laughs> even the 80s, basically.
0: Yeah. Who? Why isn't that good enough? Like, just be like, I want to see things get a little more regional.
1: Like I've been yeah. watching a lot of
0: these old WWE and F and wrestling uh, documentaries. <laughs> yeah. it seems like regional wrestling was the where it was at. Like That's you was just huge everybody just had their own version of like the road warriors and rick flair mm-hmm. and like they just mm-hmm. all kind of like
1: and then Vic, vince mcmahon came and like killed them all yeah
0: and made them all like one big garbage yep. bo- right. bowl uh right. i yeah i would love to see just more we had stampede wrestling i think it was called up in uh near montana <laughs> uh and uh <laughs> on two and seven calgary um that was our channel, the two and seven. I don't know why I had two numbers. I guess like okay. a UHF yep. and a and a whatever the other one is. <laughs> you know, because there was like a there was a there was an FM and, yeah. and an AM back yeah. in the, back in the day. Yeah. You got yeah. like a UHF signal, and then a, I can't remember what the other one was called. Anyway, I digress. I would be cool to see uh, collegiate sports kind of become more.
1: I think like, the Power Five will sort of start making their own. I think that you know that's always been a. Uh, and A possibility and idea out there that I think, you know, mostly the media kind of keeps asking about. And I think that's, I think that'll come f- to fruition probably in the next
0: five years. It's very telling that the NCAA wants no part of this because there's no money in it for them. Like suddenly right. they're like hands right. off. They're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Big Ten. You talk or 12 or whatever. You talk to Donald Trump. You talk to the president. We're going to stay out of this until it comes to paying people. Then we'll be, we'll be right back in it. Like don't worry, like we, <laughs> yeah, you do whatever we'll get, you got to we'll do. We'll get them
1: all the testing they need, yeah. so it'll help us make money for for everybody involved except for the players. Yeah, you were, and then the rest of the students who go to school that aren't athletes don't get jack shit and yeah. don't get to get tested. We're anymore.
0: not even, we don't even care about students that are athletes. To be honest, like mm. we're, like, we're,
1: <laughs> we just care about athletes.
0: You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so it's so stupid. Anyway,
1: it's, it's so transparent, but yet everyone acts like it's it's not. Does and refuses to believe it too. And I'm like, that's what that's the whole thing about this. Ridiculous, it's just it's comical and it's farcical. It's just one of
0: these. I think it's one of these where it's like no one wants to try to understand the inner workings of the NCAA. So they're just like, Yeah, they're just like, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. What are we going to do? create another one i
1: think in our lives and our cultures and in this country we always just turn the blind eye to things because it's like oh i don't really care i don't want to care i don't want to understand i just i don't want to work to
0: understand it i don't want to work to understand i mean that's why i just want this that's why like the the me too movement was so was so impactful yet seemed so obvious while it was happening it was like wait so we were just like cool with all of this before Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah yeah because we didn't want to look at it we yep. didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's like it seems like we should have maybe stepped in years ago. Nah, I know. It does. But we didn't. So I'm like <laughs> it took Don't deal know, with it. Yeah. It <laughs> it took Gwyneth Paltrow and like two writers <laughs> for the Times to basically Rose McGowan, end it. Of old yeah, yeah. To end it. It would it took yeah. yeah, it took like a it took like five people speaking up to basically tumble the house of cards. You'd yeah. think that you could do that in the NCAA, but I don't know. No. Nope. It's not. Anyway, exactly my point. Moving right along. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: to sweep this one under the rug, too. Exactly.
0: I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Um uh there were some big NBA games a couple of days ago. Uh, there's some big ones tonight too. Um, we're gonna get. I think only one actually. I think tonight you get game two of Boston versus Miami. Uh, boy, I I want to start with the game. One of the greatest basketball games I think I've ever seen. Boston versus Miami. One that was that game ended so satisfyingly for me. I don't know if you watched, but
1: I didn't get a chance to watch it. But all, I watched a little bit of it. I think early, and then uh. I think I woke up the next morning and realized that they won in overtime?
0: Yeah, and it was in incredible fashion. If you're a Jason Tatum hater like me, and a Brad Stevens hater like mm.
1: me, and sweet, a Marcus Smart, heater,
0: Marcus Smart Heater. Marcus <laughs> Smart Heater? Uh, it was a great game. I, I didn't get to watch till the second half, um, but my wife watched with me, with me which was fun. Um, and by the end of overtime, when she was like, we were both like screaming at the TV. like <laughs> Kristen was like, it was like it was like 2015, Kristen, back when we were like watching Nets games and it was mm-hmm. like we were mm-hmm. like a, she was into it. It was great The the Bam, the Bam block on Tatum, my wife jumped up. We both jumped up and she was like, did you see he blocked it and rebounded it, which is a I didn't even actually notice that. Like not only did he go up and and make the game winning block, game saving block, like it was I was like, all right, they got to get back because they've got, like, three seconds to score. But he blocked it and pulled down that board, and Tatum got dumped on his ass. And it was, like, just magical. It was absolutely Mm -hmm. magical. Tatum missed the wide-open three to win the game before overtime, missed the dunk, got stuffed on the dunk to put them up with three seconds left, and then missed the bobbled, fell down, and missed the three that would have won the game at the end of OT, I just can't I couldn't have asked for more and yet everyone's gonna defend him up and down because and, he's a darling but like it and for one brief shining moment it was and because of Jimmy Butler it almost felt like it was a Sixers win in a way. <laughs> Sad. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I just was like the, I, I I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, people sleeping on Spo like everyone's like so up in Brad's butthole, but like Spo has been there. And Mm -hmm. he, uh, this team, Tyler Hero playing like clutch minutes. I boy,
1: Duncan Robinson.
0: Ugh, God, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Brad Stevens is like, I will get Duncan. I'll get Duncan Robinson someday. I'm gonna get him. (laughs) He's like, first I'll start with the Bible club. Next thing you know, he'll be a youth pastor. That's what's happening with Duncan Robinson. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, I uh, I I I love this Heat team, and I and I I guarantee you they'll lose tonight. But um, but that win was particularly fun.
1: I I love them too. I I, mm, you know, it's interesting because. Boston was up a lot, weren't they? For I mean, or they were up a fair amount, double digits. It's uh, most yeah. of the game, yeah. They weren't they,
0: yeah. They were the early in the game, the the first early in the, game. the first right. couple of, They took an early lead and and it, and held on, and it kind of bounced around between like ten and six, and you know that that area. But they definitely held the lead for a long, a long, a lot, a large portion of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean this 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 series could easily go kind of go back and forth, like game to game, whatnot, and sort of one team and the other. I, it, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I am sort of um, I, I'm with you, though, rooting for Miami. I, th- I think it would just be nice to sort of see in, in a crazy year of sports and, and everything else and sort of things are getting turned upside down with other teams and whatnot, not making the playoffs or, or losing uh, like the Clippers. Uh, I think Miami would be kind of be a perfect championship for this season.
0: Yeah, it. it- Agreed, It's so they're just—it just, just kind of would be fitting if you watch like the whole squad. Like they're so fun, like, the, and they mm-hmm. seem to like really like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hate to I old conspiracy. Chris believes this is so Boston Lakers. Like that's how this will go down. Like another Boston Lakers, uh, final. Like that's what I would bet on if I was going to mm-hmm. try to bet. In, even now, sure. sure. Uh, But I really hope that isn't the case. I, I want to see the heat in the finals so badly, especially if it's heat. Heat Nuggets or (laughs) heat, heat nuggets. Why not? Why not? Why not have that? Like, why not? (laughs) The, so that's good. It's good. You brought that up too, because I, I did not watch this game. I did not watch the, the nuggets beat the Clippers, but I watched enough of the, of people's reactions to feel like I did. Uh, (laughs) I didn't realize how much people hate the Clippers. Like, people like LA fans definitely hate the Clippers, but like, kind of everybody hates the Clippers. like Dame Lillard was going like I guess because they were shit talking pl- people. Yeah,
1: or right. It's because they were shit talking with Dame Lillard in Portland, and like especially when they were on this when they so when they lost the uh, Clippers, right? And then there was a whole all their whole bench like led by Pat Beverly and stuff were like talking shit and like being very. uh uh, like just cr- going crazy on the sidelines, you know, and, and acting up on the sidelines and whatnot. So there, there was a little bit of, you know, like a recent history there and, with them. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it was a little bit of payback, you know, cause they were, I think they even quoted up like, you know, you better start packing your bags or, you know, booking your tickets to Cancun or whatnot and all these kinds oh, of things. Really? So there was definitely some payback there for, uh, for, for the Clippers here. And I think that's goes hand in hand with, with the rest of the, the consensus with the rest of the, the country or basketball fans hating the Clippers. Cause they, you know, they put this team together, right. And they, they made this big trade for playoff P, you know, and, and they just thought this, they were going to probably waltz through the whole uh, series and, 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 or the whole season basically. I so, thought
0: they I mean, I thought they were shooing. I just on paper, they look so good, especially their bench. They just felt super good yeah. to
1: me. They were deep. And so that, so that was, so that's kind of like my angle with all this is like, I think this sort of leads credence to the rest of the sort of the league kind of getting away from like the big three and like really sort of big, deep talented teams. Yeah. Right. Like the, I think everyone kind of after last year, the year before was like, you can't really sustain this. This isn't sustainable or it's not, it doesn't necessarily work. Right. And so I think you've had too many guys on this team who can't, you like when you have two, basically six man of the year candidates. Yep. Uh, and, and, and another, you know, especially with Lou Williams, who the guy needs touches, right? He, he's sort of a volume scorer here. He needs to get touch. And when he, he becomes kind of, I guess with a third man on that team, maybe even the fourth man, depending on sort of how things go, like you're not getting enough minutes and enough flow and enough playing time. For most of these guys to sort of really, I think be their best.
0: I also don't think they necessarily like loved each other. I think they were like all like, this is the team, but like good enough, right. but right. But are you telling me that like they they couldn't have kept some of the pieces that they traded away for Paul George, and just done this with Kawhi? Like I don't understand why they couldn't have just been. I know it was like I I'm, I'm guessing it was like Kawhi said, "I need this or I'm not coming." But it sounds like it. But Shea, like Shea, I'm sorry, Shea and Shamit and and I don't know. It felt like it would and, have been nice. and, and
1: some of those future draft have, picks that would have been more Toronto esque sort right, of, uh, which is where he roster. won. Right, I mean the the fact that you know Kawhi's only taken tw- what was it, twelve shots in the second half or something. I guess in that game, like, it's, it's just so it's it's weird. It
0: makes no sense because Game Seven against Philly last year, I think he took like forty two shots or something. Like yeah, he
1: just took over, and I was like, if it gets, I I think they're I, trying to defer to everybody. They're they're trying to be you know sort of like they no one's trying to be the lead dog, right? They're not trying to be LeBron James, and I think that's kind of where you fall on this stuff a little bit, right? Is, yeah. Is, you don't have that one go-to guy, or you have too many go-to guys, where you think, and there's no, there was no structure, or game plans. It seems like here, and that's on, and that's on Doc. Doc Rivers too here, right? And and Doc was way better at his best last year when he, or the year before, when he, whatever had, it was, when he had a bunch of scrappy players, yep. right? And and he really had to coach them up. And now at this point, he's a, he, it's almost like he's trying to be too hands off to let all these guys play. I wouldn't want to coach, coach
0: this team. I'd hate to coach this team.
1: Oh, I think it'd be almost impossible. It's
0: there's Ma- too much going on there. Malone has such a more fun job in Denver. Like he, mm-hmm. he's like, I, I feel like that that team plays up to him. Uh, kind of lets the lets he he's coaching the game. I think Doc's coaching his team like his team the same way no matter what. And I, I feel like Malone is has, has been adjusting. Obviously, I mean he's. I, I did I hear somewhere that Denver has never or Jokic has never played a playoff series that didn't go to seven games. Like they only play seven games series. Some, <laughs> something crazy like that. I think I swear to God, that's a stat I be. heard. And that to me says like, that's good coaching adjusting, right? Like that's if you, mm-hmm. if you can make it to a game seven, you're doing something right. Even if you lose, because you've taken three from your, from the other team. And that to me, is a, it sounds like good coaching. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that I, I felt like doc, lost not control he just to your point he just didn't know maybe these these stars were different than the other stars he's coached or maybe he just is better suited to like bring the best out of a young team
1: i mean he's also what there's also the other stat that he this is he's lost the most game seven games or um in series and stuff his
0: record is terrible he's the only coach to lose three series up three one
1: okay yeah that right and then i think even his record in game seven is really bad too so, um, like it's it, also it, not it's, a
0: real doctor, which I know,
1: no, which is odd. <laughs> and that we're only just finding that at now. That's I crazy.
0: know. I just heard that. So I, want, yeah. I was, like, um, I was shocked.
1: So, you know, it's, it's sort of a strange thing too. Cause you know, we were, we've sort of been down on doc before over the years. And then, and then last year, whatever it was, you know, we were kind of high on him because it was job he did. And so, yeah, there, I, there's something there, obviously there, I, there's, there's history here now that speaks for itself and what he does and how he sort of, you know, uh, takes these kind of teams. I guess you know where. Uh, you know, I think you can even say Boston underachieved when he had the big three there with Garnett and. and I think that was. And,
0: the, I think that was a, a a a common a common thought. I mean, that's why he left, right? Like that's why he's gone. I I would like to see him gone from the Clippers for him and for the Clippers. I
1: well, so here, now, and I've seen this too now. Or it's like like everyone expects him to be fired. I like, would, I'm not, I'm not, I although with this, it leads me a little more to go, okay, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe he does need to go. But I, I, like, who are you gonna, it There's, comes down to that. Maybe that's a stupid question. It's it's such a gimmicky question. like, who are you going to replace him with?
0: Yeah. It's going to be better.
1: Also, who wants that job? Like, who does want that job?
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I, although now, but I did start thinking a little bit and here's, here's a really, this is my, this is going to be sound, this is going to be crazy and this is crazy, but I, I think there's crazy. an angle here where it actually might actually work okay. where it's never worked before for him. And that's Mike D'Antoni. Uh, okay. Right. So high powered offense. Didn't he already
0: coach for this team at some point in his life? I no, I don't
1: okay. think so. The high powered offense, maybe he, he puts in a sort of a, a nice high scoring, high powered offense, whatever you want to call it. And then most of those guys on that team, although they're going to, they probably going to, it looks like they're going to have a lot of turnover just because a lot of those guys are probably free agents. I think anyway, But if they they bring back, you know, 90% of this team, most of those guys are defensively really good, or they're supposed to be. So they sort of make up for D'Antoni's inability to sort of coach defense and have a defensive-minded team.
0: So just by their inherent uh, abilities, they will pick up the defensive slack that he's been missing in all of his coaching. Yes. Okay.
1: Otherwise, I, like otherwise, you're just sort of rolling the dice with other some other new coach. So what you if know, he, Billy Donovan? Like, I'm what, sorry, but no, like Billy Donovan, I don't think he's that great of a what coach. What about?
0: But like, so what about Ty Lu Because Ty Lu knows how to step back and just uh, play, just coach the big the big names. Like, you actually, know. you
1: know, what I did? I, al- I already considered him. I didn't even consider him because he'd be somewhere else. But uh, you know what? Maybe just handing it off to him. Yeah, and just
0: be like, you know how to coach these big big money assholes. Like, you you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't know. That's and then just wa- like I mean, Ty Lu's he has got a ring, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's coached the biggest like egomaniac yeah. in basketball. Maybe there's something right. there. I that
1: or it's or he, like you hand off the ra- or Doc is like you know what uh, I'll move on. Here's their hand off to the reins to Sam Cassell, his other assistant. That would be
0: dope. Chance. I mean, that would be dope. That's uh, that's just so risky. I feel like I feel like Ballmer would never go for something that's that risky. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's.
1: I've it said, might be risky but it's probably the safest riskiest move besides Ty, Ty Lube. but because it's because he's he's a former player he's been on that team he's been in the head coach he has the experience and, and i think that if if anybody those those players probably fall along one of those kind of tropes of of you know a former player and uh and and kind of going with that kind of you know kind of a thing whereas like if you come in with you know Billy Donovan? No. I, I that's not going to work. You know if you if yeah, you I go agree. with uh um, I don't
0: see I don't I don't feel like another I another coaching hire unless Yeah,
1: like Jason you know, even if it's like Jason Kidd or something like that guy can't coach. I'm sorry. No. But that guy can't coach at all. no Um he, he can't be trusted and all those kinds of Yeah, so like I yeah, it's I know there's other names out there but they're all kind of either assistant head coaches with no sort of experience or cachet necessarily yeah to, i mean to if you honestly if doc was wasn't
0: need. the coach you'd be like who's the best coach for the job you'd be like doc yeah like if, if they were looking yeah, for we a get, coach and he was yeah, available it's right it's like yeah. you're not gonna get like mark jackson that's like doc light like you want like a, <laughs> a, a winner you know like <laughs> like jeff Van gundy you're not bringing jeff Van gundy, exactly you know? exactly there's, yeah. just, there's just so many places it could go wrong i personally i think they keep doc and they just roll. Run, they just I, run it I back. Just they just it, maybe it was fluky. It's a bubble season. They. I also think that the Clippers couldn't wait to get out of the fucking bubble. I mean, basically, they had two players that couldn't stay in the fucking bubble. It's, they didn't want
1: to be there. They they're the yeah. one of the teams that voted to leave.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I think they get.
0: I think he gets. I think he got. He's one more year. Do you think that Kawhi secretly is glad that it's over and it's kind of like, oh, that was a fake season and I don't have to lose to LeBron in the in the finals?
1: maybe maybe
0: because i think I mean, the other
1: the other thing to consider here too is you know is maybe like uh Kawhi might be a little washed
0: Kwai isn't washed dude he's so good at basketball
1: he's I, really good but he's not he wasn't he wasn't great this season
0: i mean i was thinking legitimately like this guy's gonna win three championships on three teams like i thought that that was really gonna happen for him like this year i like there was a point in time where i was like this is fucking nuts like this guy could be one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. And suddenly I'm like, nah, he's not that good. Like, right. Well,
1: and that's the point is like, we all kind of, maybe are expecting too much of him. Like he's, he's, he's great. And I, you know, I love Kawhi Leonard, but like, he's not, he's not necessarily like top. Well, here's a a hot
0: take. Who's, I mean, I think we both agree. Nick nurse is one of the best coaches in basketball. Currently. I think we'd both agree that Greg Popovich is one of the best coaches of all time. Those Mm -hmm. were his coaches when he won rings. Mm -hmm. He didn't do shit in fucking Indiana. And he and he didn't do this was a pretty lackluster season, considering he had all the pieces he wanted around him. He just didn't get coached up or maybe, you know, maybe he needs coaching more than we're giving credit.
1: Sure. And now we're
0: back to the whole Doc Rivers carousel thing, uh, which is boring. Do you think that the Denver Nuggets have a chance to beat the Lakers?
1: you know, I thought about it for a while and I, I consider it as like, Oh, this might be a good match. This might be kind of interesting, but no, I actually I don't. Yeah, And I'm, i I, I, I feel bad that I'm I'm sort of dogging the nuggets. Cause I'm actually going to be rooting for them. Cause I want them to win. Of course. But yeah, but I think this, this plays into, um, the Lakers strengths better when using JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, more, and those guys to sort of help defend and sort of just bang J- Jokic. Yeah. Jokic. Um, like Jock they can it. use more of their bench at this point in time. Then I think and and sort of rotate players through a little more. They also have they have another guy too, another center, don't they? Um, can't think of. But Denver? I think they have It, Denver, it, it just Deborah Who wait? Who you mean? Who, the, the Lakers. The Lakers oh. have a, have a. They have more like center type have, guys they that have they can Dwight actually Howard,
0: use. Dwight Howard. They have JaVale McGee, and they have. I don't know the. Do
1: they have another center? Do
0: they have another big I guy? I
1: feel like they have one other big guy. That they, they weren't using all playoffs because they can't. And you know now- who they don't
0: have? They don't have Bull. Bull. They don't have Mason Plumley. <laughs> Plums. Yo, don't Plums is an impact player, dude. Just watch. Plums could take Miguel. Plums and McGee were used used to be homies. Like, I wonder if they'll they get some good down, down low, late, late first quarter battles between those <laughs> two.
1: I hope so. I hope we see something like that. <laughs> But, you know, but on the other side of this thing, though, here's Denver with like Murray's going off. And I, and I don't know if anybody on the Lakers can actually guard Murray. I mean, can
0: he sustain? Is this is Murray just a gym rat who's like flourishing because there's no fans out there to distract him? Is he just like a, is he just a sweet stroke guy? I, well, I think
1: he's really talented. Yeah. And he's I think he's finding his game maybe. And, and listen. If the, if anybody should have been able to shut him down, it, it it you know supposedly on paper it should have been the Clippers with all the defensive players that they have on that team, right? so just maybe like, we're we're over hyping and overselling selling that you know the the Clippers' ability to play defense, possibly uh, or talent thereof. So I mean, let's um, not
0: forget the Clippers went up three nothing, uh, or three yeah three one three one. So it's not like they just kind of fell apart. I don't think the Lakers fall apart. I don't think LeBron. It's LeBron, apart, man. You, you don't
1: you don't bet against LeBron, and LeBron doesn't necessarily fall apart. I don't think.
0: If I were to ask right? you, if I were to ask you today who the finals will be, what what would you say?
1: I, I think I'll go Lakers Heat. Really? Yeah. Lakers. I think that he I think that he the Heat are really good, and I think defensively, offensively, I think they can match up, and they they sort of they'll give Boston troubles. Now, like I said earlier, like it could go back and forth game to game or whatnot, and and you know. It, I I just like the matchup really well for, for the heat and, and, um, you know, offensively, defensively and stuff. I think they can, they can match and sort of exceed Boston's abilities, right? Like Boston's not, they're a good three point shooter. They can kind of get hot. They can get streaky. Miami, I think is, is really good. Fundamentally, you know, like the Boston can't sort of out fundamental the heat with, with, you know, play by play and script and schemes and stuff. It's a really good matchup. I honestly, yeah, like you said, it's going to go seven games. I think, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if either team sort of, sort of wins the series because there's no home record advantage here. So I don't, I don't know how you kind of, you kind of break this down into like you know who who can take game seven.
0: Yeah, I think Spode is the best coach. At, is still in the playoffs, and I, I'm put all my faith in him. Uh, I put all my and faith Jimmy in Butler's.
1: Him. I think the I think he's the sort of the dog in this series where he's just going to get it done probably. Yeah. Whereas. Like you said, Tatum is he proved quite it. He proved there it. He, yet. He, he, proved it.
0: he proved it when he went He went hard at Tatum on, in OT and got an and one on him. The other knock on Tatum, the fourth knock. Don't forget, he fouled fucking Jimmy Butler to put that team up by one. Uh, just no one's talking about it. Everyone's just giving Tatum a pass, which is bullshit. That guy's fucking soft. Anyway, uh, I hate, fuck Boston. Sorry, fuck Boston. I don't care. Just fuck Get him. It yeah, I fine. hate him. I hate every fucking dude. That dude Dice, Dice, Tice, whatever Dice. the fuck. That fucking third Reich looking <laughs> motherfucker. He's he bitches at everything. Like that dude bitches at he's got seven combined points his last two games he's played. That dude fucking literally bitches at every fucking call. You're the tallest motherfucker out there. Shut the fuck up. They keep
1: uh, rolling him out though.
0: He's garbage. Wanamaker? Give me a fucking break. Wanamaker. I do like Time Lord. That guy's cool because he's got a fuck he had a, threw down a monster dunk and he's got a cool ass name. So Time Lord, I'm down with. Time Lord might be the only guy on the Celtics I could fuck with. Jalen Brown misses so many shots and it gets and everyone thinks he's fucking solid. That dude's not that great. I I have to hand it B. Rad Stevens has it makes this team play and somehow gets like attitudes down. And I hope to fucking Christ. That for him, that Hayward doesn't come back because it's just going to clog shit up again, and I think that that would actually be the reason they might lose. Is if Hayward comes back, needs his fucking twenty minutes a game, and mm-hmm. just and just gets in, smart, just had like one of his best games ever, uh, went off, and like doesn't get that opportunity if Brad's butt boy is out there fucking eating up minutes. You know, for the church league. Like, it's bullshit. Like, so if you want the Celtics to lose, I think root for Gordon Hayward to come back. Oh, Glass, yeah. glass Ankles Gordon. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's a good nickname. Yeah, he's fuck. God. Glass <laughs>
1: Ankles Gordon.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's go to football because I'm done talking about basketball. I get so fired up. I fucking hate Boston. I just hate him <sighs> so much. <clears throat> I hate him. Uh, so, Chris, we're going to do some picks. It's picks time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's picks. We did, I'm guessing, terrifically last week. <laughs> we crushed it, Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to tell the world how our picks turned out last week?
1: I don't, because it's embarrassing. Um, but I will say uh, you uh, took home the honors for uh, the best record for yeah. week one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Double you were, digits.
1: You were a whopping five, ten, and one.
0: Double digits.
1: <laughs> I always find it the silver lining. Um, I came out at paltry four, eleven, and one.
0: Dude, we could have just fucking blindly picked teams and done better.
1: Yeah, right. I like. I mean, I had this whole system going. The underdog system was research. the
0: underdog system was pure shit. Pure uh, shit. Pure, like it lost every time. If you like cho- the
1: home dogs road dogs it didn't matter like no. it was the whole thing was just crap.
0: Do you think that like, do you think that the the fans catching covid in Jacksonville were the d- difference maker for that team winning? <laughs> was that the home field advantage that mattered? I guess I don't know. At this point I'm I'm ready to roll with it. Did you speaking of fans did you see the fucking AI fans at the in the Detroit game?
1: No, you kept you texted me about this and I never saw it actually.
0: So it was so fucking weird. Like when they would do a pullout of like the 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 crowd, they had like computer generated fans like in the audience, like filling the stadium, like just like generic blobs. Like kind of wave, like every other one was like waving a white flag. It looked like It looked like early CGI when they would be like, and like Gladiator, where you're like, don't look too close because you're going to see a lot of the same person in the crowd. Right. Like it looked like that. It was discouraging because as a live events producer, I hate seeing fake fans. I fucking hate paper fans i hate video fans i hate piped in fucking noise i hate it all i think it's bad for fucking sports i think it's bad for the entertainment business mm-hmm. and the more people get used to the shit the more dangerous it is for you as spectators like i every time fucking bill simmons gets on this fucking podcast he's like i barely noticed it like go fuck yourself the fucking piped in noise is at this weird level that's like way too high all the fucking time you have like speed like announcers talking over it and now you've got robot fans out there emulating these fucking like like cartoon people playing like yay like i mean come on a fucking detroit audience has never been that hasn't been that active since like (laughs) barry sanders like it's dangerous and it's bad and i i i fucking hate it i think we should just have to sit in our shit and listen to fucking no piped in noise we should have no fucking cardboard cutout fans and it should feel awkward and it should feel bad because that shouldn't be the fucking norm for the And especially not for like the, the home spectator. I, I hate it so fucking much. And I hate when people are like, I didn't even notice the difference. I'm like, then go fuck yourself. Sorry. I just, I fucking, so when I saw that lion shit, I thought it was kind of hilarious, but also it, it rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Which, I hate to say this, Chris, but I, I was a little more in the, in the, like, I didn't notice it camp. Like I didn't, I didn't, I noticed it like there's no fans in the stands. I didn't notice any sort of like I sort there was some I think some of the games had like cutouts or something maybe here and there or whatever splash but I didn't really care I I, I was I I don't need like the shots of like the fans in the stands it's not right? so much
0: the shots of the fans I I know I know that part is is fine I I think more than anything I was distracted by the off the the cheering that wasn't that didn't right. sort of sync right. up with like the, the piped game in audio yeah.
1: and, and visuals and stuff. I, I sort of get that in a sense too, but let me ask you this question then because the first, the first, the Thursday night game in Kansas city, there was like tons of, fa- I mean, there were, you know, I don't know, a couple of thousands of fans. I don't know what it was, but the weird thing was, is they were all seem to be clumped together. Yeah. Did it, you notice that?
0: I did notice that. I also which noticed that really they, boo- like, all right, they booed th- the I moment of the unity, which felt spaced out. <laughs> ai fans don't boo the moment of unity probably so that's that's oh, one there was that too that's right. a that's a plus for for ai fans they 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 cheer when you want them to and they don't you know boo i don't know unity they weren't even <laughs> the national anthem which is like here's a moment of unity and they're like boo yeah, we're
1: just all linking arms standing in the field like, yeah just it had nothing to do with the anthem
0: just boo that's that was that was impressive oh, i yeah. know good good luck casey uh, but
1: then, even during the game, though these guys were all the fans were, like they looked like they were in two sections, and they were all just sitting in, in the like well that like
0: four was four row. That was my again. My wife, her point was like, why don't they just fill up like the back of one end zone or just like the fifty yard line? Just be like these these are the fans. They've all been tested. They all can be around each other. This way, they'll contract contact trace them because they're all wearing the same wristband, so they know. Yep who they've been around. Yep. And instead of like having them wander out willy nilly, like and interacting with each other, they should just pen them in and be like, you guys are the COVID fans. Like you want to be just... together. This is like, stop spa- spacing them out, have them be in a concentrated area. And then they could have one fucking one bathroom that they all piss in. They can have yeah. one concession stand that they all use. They have one entrance that they use and they're just, they're just confined. If you want to go to a game that fucking bad, I'd feel like spa- spacing them out is just making it stupider like it
1: yeah and it looks like it's just bullshit like it's just all uh you know it's fake
0: yeah it's a yeah it's i mean it's it's as stupid as these fucking 72 foot fucking announcer tables that they have on all these broadcasts (laughs) it's ridiculous those (laughs) comical tables i can't wait like i one of my favorite ideas is like post-covid to try to buy up as many of those giant desks that, like, all of these, like, talking head shows have. Like, these huge prop desks that are, like, seriously, like, 70 feet wide (laughs) to fit, like, Shaq and Kenny and Ernie and Charles. Or, like, even, like, the local Pittsburgh, like, Wake Up Pittsburgh, they've got a giant desk. I'm like, you guys. (laughs) Dude. We we like this is the stupidest optics ever. Like, so you're telling me that the makeup person doesn't come over and touch both of you immediately as soon as like you go to commercial? You don't like the statisticians, the fucking all these different people that are a part of this production. Everybody like behind the scenes is also six feet away. Like these, it's crazy. It's so stupid looking, and it's so it's 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 meaningless. Like what it's it's so fucking ridiculous. It's it I I I just want to like. Buy up as much of that and put it in on display in like in like the remember COVID Hall of Fame, where it's like everyone had these gigantic, you can sit in the biggest desk that was ever on television. There it is. Isn't that great?
1: It's so great.
0: Anyway, you want to do these lines?
1: Yeah, let's do the lines.
0: Okay. Sorry, I'm really getting on my high horse about the stupidest shit today. Chris, we got to, we finally have a Thursday game we can sink our teeth into. <laughs> Your Cincinnati Bengals yeah, come to yeah. Cleveland in the Battle of the Ohio's to face the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns are favored by six for some reason. Uh, who do you like?
1: All right, so I'm going to start this off by saying I I um I saw a little more um I saw an article or two about a new system for Week Two.
0: Okay, and oh, uh, it
1: was—I think it was like the Action Network, or maybe even Odd Shark, because maybe they even had the same thing. But they're saying over the last ten years, double-digit losers from week one cover sixty-two and a half percent of the time. Okay, so Cleveland is one of those teams that would be involved in this system. Yeah. Uh, which they're minus six. And obviously, you know, like I don't even know if this, it didn't necessarily break it down to like, if, if most of those teams are still underdogs or if they're favorites or whatnot. But, um, I just also realized that Cleveland is, is, has like at least eight guys that are questionable for this game. Oh, uh, especially like two or three of their offensive linemen. Okay. So, I want to say I want I wanted to come in saying I want to hit Cleveland hard in this game because I think they're just a better team more talented team and whatnot. Although six points does seem like like a little bit too much here. So I, can't, I, I technically I would stay away from this game and I feel like this game is going to become a push, right? It's just going to, we're going to break even on this game. Because Cincinnati is going to lose by six points. Cleveland will end up winning because they're the home. Plus, Thursday night, the home teams are usually uh, do really well, too, statistically speaking. Um, they're like usually a, a, a huge, you know, always take the home team here. So, um, I guess it doesn't matter which team I think it takes because I think they're <laughs> going to break even here. <laughs> but this is
0: great radio
1: this is great this is so great because i i'm so torn because i kind of want to take cincinnati now down the six Just points
0: some stream of consciousness radio folks yeah well, man so, this is what I'm listen good, to chris make at. a decision if you've ever wondered <laughs> what what lunch time is like for chris Merseth, it's like this it's well do I, I do, do I, I do like i do like ham ham sandwiches they're pretty good or, no i don't but you we're don't low on turkey oh yeah. uh
1: do i do the tuna fish or do the leftover <laughs> pizza <laughs> Um, I was also going to say hit the under on this one because it was, it was up to 44. I think it was even higher, but now that that has dropped drastically. So I think that a lot of this has come down to people realizing that this is going to be a low scoring game. Um, so with that, you know what? I'll, I'll take the home team. I'll, I'll home, take the home team system here. I'll stick with Cleveland, but I hate it and I hate myself for doing it.
0: Yeah. I, here's my quick take. Uh, Cleveland played a really good team last week. Mm-hmm. And lost by a lot. Cincinnati played a pretty shitty team and lost. So I'm gonna go with the team that lost to the good team, and the points. So give me Cleveland.
1: I like it. <laughs> does seem I like, like your, I like your explanation reasoning better than.
0: Okay, mine. good. So moving into Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. oh the poor New York Jets. San Francisco goes into New York. New York is is a uh, seven point favorites. They're without Le'Veon Bell. I don't I don't even understand. They have like, no
1: wide receivers. I think all of them are injured as how well. How
0: did the Jets become... How are they the team that always is out of it after week one? It's crazy how... I mean, they're going to win some games at some point in the season, probably around week 10, I would guess. But right now, they feel like they don't stand a chance. And I think San Francisco's got a chip. Although I do think San Francisco's going to tail off. This feels like... I don't see yeah. how the Jets cover seven points at all i've got i've got to say that the jets lose by more than seven
1: i think so too and he, so here's uh here's what i think hit this i think hit the under on this one hard because i jets uh can't couldn't score what did, did it, what did they score last week not very much i don't who's even know who's the best
0: wide receiver in this game debo samuel like this
1: no he's injured so okay so here's the other thing though but san francisco has no wide receivers either yeah, they just who's... signed Mohamed Sanu?
0: oh um, no they
1: didn't uh, Richard is, Sherman though is is on the IR. Yes. I think their whole secondary is banged up a little bit, which sort of actually kind of it it doesn't hurt them necessarily because they're playing against a Jets offense that has basically Jameson Crowder and that's it.
0: Yeah, he'd be um, a, he'd be a good waiver wire pickup for your fantasy team. Oh yeah,
1: I wonder. Yeah, hope was smart enough to do that someone, a week ago. I yeah, wonder. yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I agree. I agree with you. So I literally I think if the, if the bet here is the play here is to take the under on this game. Cause even though San Francisco could probably score three or four touchdowns, the jets probably are lucky to score two. Yeah. Even though they scored 17 points last uh, in garbage time, uh, against Buffalo last week, uh, and they're at home. This is also supposed to be one of these double digit underdogs from last week, losers that cover. So it gives me like a little bit of a pause there, but just not enough. I'll, I'll take San Francisco. I got to take San Francisco minus seven. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. Oh, can I just tell you before we move on, on I'd, game love, too,
0: I'd love for you to tell me something
1: Last week, this is, I don't even know This is sort of to add to the embarrassment of our week one uh, Outcome, but last week we, we had five games Where we went uh, in opposite directions Only five games Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and you won Three of those Five, so we were even We could even sort of not even, we were even, bad of at even Get those sort of right
0: I'm going to take some more chances then. Uh, this this feels like we're going chalk, but these feel like the right picks so far. They feel like me. the right picks here. You got Detroit going into Green Bay. This used to be a good game back in, I don't know, 82. Uh, mm-hmm. Green Bay's getting six points at home. No, sorry. Giving, giving- six points at home. Uh, this is a weird over game. 49 and a half. I guess because everybody watched Rogers light shit up yesterday. Yeah. Or last week, sorry. Who... What... I don't do how do even how do you even know. analyze this game? Detroit fell on their faces. Green Bay played out of their minds. This is a tough one for me.
1: This is a tough one too because it doesn't it makes no sense. Um, like Green Bay can't be that good, right? I mean, Minnesota, I, and I think it kind of shows my point. I think against with Minnesota, um, uh, and not being so good this year, and, and and with especially with a bad secondary.
0: Yeah, you were right. Uh, By the way, that was I, a hot take. You were right about that.
1: Um, uh, i think we'll see if it approves out for the rest of the year but i uh but green bay like i this seems to be one of, I, I also wanted to say like this, this was sort of one of those usually from week one to week two there's like overreaction games yep. and lines and teams yeah and i was gonna say green bay is that team but six and a half six points it's not enough that much. it's
0: not enough it should be 10 it should be like or at least over a touchdown then it's like yeah, yeah. detroit like for right. sure but six is like that's real hedgy on Vegas's part. It's yeah, weird. Which
1: is I'm I'm a little pissed off about. So Detroit, I mean they scored 23 points last week. If Detroit, if Green Bay can, I would take the over in on this game because if if Green Bay can um can kind of have that kind of offense like they did last week against and I think Detroit has a uh, banged up. We'll see if, they're, if they're, their if their their defense actually like can hold up or a, a not here. I'm mean, I'm inclined to take the home team and, and give up the 6 points with Green Bay. I would take I do the same thing. If this game moves to eight,
0: yeah. I would take Detroit, but yeah. as, as it sits at minus six, I'm going to go with Green Bay. So yeah.
1: even if it was a touchdown, maybe I feel like this is like, again, this is a conference game. This is sort of my worry with the Cincinnati Cleveland one. It's a conference game uh, early in the season, like weird things happen. I, I just, I don't know. I never looked up the like, Detroit's history against Green Bay, like in sort of the last like three to five years or something too. And like how they do whatnot. But it's always conference games. You, you, should, you should probably start taking points on this one. But Green Bay looks just a little too good to, to only be giving up.
0: Still six. week two. Like that's, a, that's still, still week remember.
1: two. Still week two.
0: In uh, another inner conference or inner division rival. Right.
1: Rivalry. This is another one that should have been an overreaction spread here.
0: Buffalo not, like. giving five and a half to Miami uh, on the road in Miami. Does Miami have fans? I feel like all Florida places get fans, right?
1: i think i think uh well i don't know Miami might be the one place in florida where they're not doing fans Hmm.
0: that uh, idea well
1: because it's more blue state there
0: okay uh we got (laughs) yeah those cubans are known to be blue uh miami i'm gonna go ahead and and i like miami i like the way they're coached Uh, fitz magic was playing decently i think that they played a team that was very good uh and didn't really get their asses handed to them until late uh I don't know anything about Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo it they won. They looked good, I guess. I didn't watch them. I'm I'm still all in on Miami and I like a home dog, so give me Miami. All
1: right. Uh, this is kind of a it's almost kind of a repeat performance for both teams from week 1. Like Buffalo played the Jets uh, and we did we even do good on that game. No, we lost that game. You no, know, because we both played the Jets to cover six and a half points,
0: which is the to, in retrospect Last week. so stupid,
1: so stupid, so ridiculous. But we also both expected a little bit more of of the Jets, which was stupid in itself, okay. and Gase and the whole thing. Yeah. Although Gase maybe should be the first coach fired here in the come, the next four or five games here, I think if if they don't if they don't win any. Um, but I digress
0: over the, over the bearded pencil. I feel like it's a close match right now. I feel like it could be, it could be. I feel
1: like lions have a better chance of winning a couple games uh, instead of, instead of the jets here or whatnot, but we'll see. Uh, So Buffalo five and a half here. I I kind of, I probably shouldn't take the road favorite here, but Buffalo seems like really good offensively, defensively. They're going to grind it out again against another Miami team that I think, Fitzpatrick takes too many chances with a really good defense and a secondary here, throwing a couple interceptions. I watched a little bit of the, of the Miami uh, Patriots game. They didn't look great. They, I, I, they, they it just, it just wasn't great. Okay. The offense was kind of messy. Uh, they played okay. They had moments where they, you're like, all right, they're going to keep this close or they're going to come back here a little bit. And then they just kind of kept shooting themselves in the foot here a little bit. I, I think the same kind of is true here. Five and a half points. I just don't think that's enough with the with the way Buffalo won last week and the way Miami lost last week. I was surprised that this isn't at least a touchdown. So I'll I'll give up five and a half.
0: Points. All right. Make sure you move my X over to Miami because I want Miami, not Buffalo. All right. I'm
1: sorry. That's okay. Totally that up.
0: Uh, Minnesota at Indianapolis in a game no one on the earth wants to watch. It's <laughs> just so a Philip Rivers <laughs> against against Kirk <laughs> Cousins in the like. I'm you as a younger man game like isn't Kirk Cousins just Phil Rivers isn't that what we're learning (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, man take a look at my life I'm a lot like you like that song should only be playing on a loop throughout this entire (laughs) game I I so don't care about these fucking teams at all but like give me Give me who you think wins. I oh sorry. By the way, it's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is favored uh, by three, which seems strange for a team that lost. But I guess Minnesota. Everyone's turned on them.
1: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, After last week, both of these teams. I think. I think forty eight and a half is. uh, Is it still forty eight and a half? I I think it's forty eight and a half. Is the over? Yeah. Uh, I would. I would like that. I'm pretty confident taking the over on this one. Is it safe like to both, say that like both teams have bad secondaries that I think you can score a lot of points off here if you need to. Yeah, you are. You, I think this becomes a shootout here a little bit with both of these teams. I
0: do like uh, the, I do like both the green Bay Detroit over and this over. I think even though they're a little high, they're not in the fifties and I feel like overs last week. Woo. They were great. Uh, why not roll it into this week? <laughs>
1: I, you know what i didn't even do the research and what, what was the outcome of over unders last week so many uh, more
0: overs it was just crazy it was i don't i don't have the numbers in front of me but it was a lot of overs
1: okay yeah so uh i would strongly suggest hitting the over on this one and i do think this is a close game um Minnesota plus three both these teams are zero and one, so whoever loses this game, it could be really in trouble for the for the foreseeable future and for the season. I don't. Ugh, I, hmm. My mind keeps telling me to take Indiana in uh, the Colt at home, and I feel like I'm going to regret that.
0: But you're doing it.
1: I guess I'm going to do it. There's always a there's always a
0: chance that Kirk Cousins figures it out. They've got that this guy Jeffries on their team, this rookie that's supposed to be Jefferson. A, Jefferson, sorry, the the heir apparent yeah. to a. Uh, to Diggs, uh who i don't think cousins found at all if did he even play um he
1: played a little bit not much he's more of a kind of a slot kind of guy which is weird because that's kind of where Thielen's strengths are I, so
0: well, they, they're,
1: they're kind of doubling up on this he's not he's not a Diggs type player necessarily maybe or at least you know from everything that uh, i've sort of read and seen i have not
0: watched him, him play at all he's very skinny uh I like Minnesota, uh, the road dog here. I think Indianapolis mm-hmm. sucks. I think the Colts suck. I think we're going to see yeah. brisket before the midseason.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Philip Rivers at all. I think he's actually he could be their Achilles' heel. Yeah, he's going to um, be gone.
0: He's got this. Is it?
1: This is it. This is an unfortunate
0: season. Uh, in the history of quarterbacks who were once great, switching to another team and Mm -hmm. looking pedestrian. And Tom Brady, I'm looking at you as a part of this as well. I'm just glad Ben Roethlisberger didn't go to another team because he would... (laughs) It's a kiss (laughs)
1: of death. It seems like it is. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger.
0: Yeah. Ooh, segue. Yeah, we've got Denver at Pittsburgh. They'll (laughs) be playing just down the road from me with no fans in the stadium. Pittsburgh's given up seven and a half to Denver. Can you still tailgate?
1: Can you go down and tailgate? I don't know.
0: I should look. I should look. I, I, God, I don't know. I wonder. Mm. I, I'll, I'll do a little research. I'll walk over there on Sunday and because there's probably
1: some unofficial, maybe unofficial tailgate. Well, maybe it's although it's, it's if it's city law, you can't congregate more than a few people here and there because there's all those empty parking lots when we were there last year, yeah, right? that, around the stadium that people were just tailgating and other yeah, places. yeah. And there's a
0: bunch of bars around there too, and they've got like the outdoor seating areas and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, yeah, good question. I'll I'll. I'll get on the case for you, bud. Thanks. I'll report back. Uh, did that, who picked first last you? Uh I did. This is me. I uh, don't, don't believe the smoke and mirrors that Pittsburgh gave you last week. Although that defense looked really fun. Uh, I, I think Denver can cover seven. I don't know if they win or seven and a half. I would, I would take this and I would take, Ooh, 41 and a half as the under probably take the under as well. I take D- Denver in the points in the and the under.
1: Oh, interesting take on the under. If um,
0: Denver, if Denver's, Denver's going to cover, Denver's probably that's probably not going to be a high scoring game. That's my my take.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm not a believer in Denver. That defensively, I don't think they were very good last week against a probably an average Tennessee offense. Um, Pittsburgh, I actually. Uh, watching them, I actually I thought they looked really good on both sides of the ball. Um,
0: I like this Crawford kid. I like this a new rookie receiver that looks like Claypool. Claypool exactly what I said. <laughs> Less Claypool.
1: Um, I yeah the uh, the under is a little tempting here, but I think Pittsburgh's able to score enough points. I think Denver can score points like they. They're sort of like uh, with the with the young quarterback, and they've got enough offensive talent there where they can kind of, you know, kind of uh, explode for a couple big plays. Is Cortland Sutton back this week? Uh, he, uh, I think it's still questionable. I'm not sure, you if it's official if he's back yet or not. Um, I do like sort of the Denver the the lock fan connection there too. I think he's one of those guys that can kind of just break out at any moment and, and, and make a big play and make runs here. Unfortunately, I, yeah, seven and a half is probably too much to bet against, but I kind of like Pittsburgh at home. Do it. Even giving up that amount of points.
0: Do it. I like that. We've disagreed on the last three, which feels rare for us these days. <laughs> uh, the Rams are going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is giving up a point and a half only, huh? At least uh,
1: getting a point. And a
0: half. I mean, getting a point and a half. That seems.
1: Right. Here's another sort of weird, overreaction, I thought.
0: Weird uh, okay. line.
1: Yeah. What do you like? Uh, this is another one of those, uh, double digit losers in Philly from the week before that should have, should be covering. Um, and here, there's another big question here with Philly cause they had a lot of injuries, especially on the, on the offensive line. Uh, and, and no Miles Sanders on, on offense with the running back. So, and, and basically no wide receivers. So if that holds true again through this year, this is another game I would wait until probably Sunday morning and kind of like, see like who's all eligible to play and who's healthy and whatnot. I'm still kind of want to take the Rams only a point and a half here because Ram the,
0: Jam for sure. The,
1: the The defense looked really good, better than I expected. The offense looked, I think, decent enough. Where I'm not sure Philly is is will give them enough trouble there. Um, I, although I do think that I do think the Rams are still like slightly overrated from that first week win against against Dallas. Um, the the big takeaway from that game though is I saw that the defensively they were doing scheming and running uh, systems on defense that that you haven't seen or been on a game plan before from Dallas's perspective.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought the, the defense played incredible and it was like the big player stepped up, right? You've got yeah, like, Donald and, I mean, and Ramsey
1: Donald's crazy. Yeah. Maybe he's the only guy maybe in this, in the whole league that you would, could maybe sort of change a game on his own. Um, yeah. Defensively. Well, Ramsey
0: too, though. I mean, those are two, the big, like the Ramsey, Ramsey flopping on that play that would have potentially tied the game. That was was huge. I mean, he took such a fucking risk to dive on that play. He gave up position to dive and it fucking worked. He's savvy as a motherfucker. Like I am all in on Rams offense. I, our defense. I think the fucking Jared Goff is human trash. I think he's the detriment to this team, but I still think that like the Philadelphia is just so shaky right now. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I liked watching the Rams last week. Goff is just confusing as shit to me, but they also have like three good running backs. They've got three good options at running back, uh, which I think can help overcome whatever weird three to- interceptions Goff throws at random moments during the game.
1: Yeah, if this line starts creeping up to you know like two and a half, even to three, then I'll probably switch I'd switch over go Philly here if they're getting that much points. But um for now, yeah, it just it just doesn't feel.
0: I feel like the, I would t- definitely take this at one and a half. But you're exactly right. If this moves any further in Philly's direction, I would probably move towards Philly.
1: Yeah, it's a total game. I would totally stay away from here too. Uh Even the over under, like I don't even know how to, you would you even sort of play this nope. game. and they uh, and
0: Vegas put it right at forty five. They're like, we don't know either. Yeah. So good luck. Right. Good luck. Oh okay. right, Jacksonville Gardner Minshew, baby. Everybody loves him. <laughs> against steven Godstowski and the Tennessee <laughs> Titans.
1: Here's another game that probably should be way, way bigger. No respect for
0: the Jags. I think the Vegas is actually playing this incredibly right. Like there, you can the overreaction for Jacksonville. They're not good, right? Like we're that was like a fun thing, and they can hang their hat on it, but.
1: I don't they were know. They're at home. This is on the road in Tennessee. I mean, I don't know how nine tough it is Tennessee to win. In, nine, I don't know
0: how tough it is to win in Tennessee, but I feel like Jacksonville could easily lose this game by like three touchdowns. Tennessee's just not that bad, and uh, and and I think that they just missed a ton of field goals, right? Like that was kind of the difference, they they uh, and they still ended up winning. I Jacksonville needed everything they had to beat a pretty janky Colts team. I I'm gonna go ahead and. Side with Vegas on this, and and even take Tennessee, and then and and give up the nine points.
1: Okay, um, I hate this game. I don't. Uh, it's
0: dude. It's it's pure shit.
1: It's pure shit. It's yeah. Jacksonville on the road. It doesn't feel right. I I shouldn't be taking them at all. But nine points is a lot here. And and I I, I like Tennessee. I don't love them even defensively. You know, I I, I think um I think they were allowed uh, a sort of inexperienced. Denver offense to sort of move around on them a lot. And I think, I think Jacksonville just has that sort of explosive ability once in a while. Like, Minshew will just throw it up. Some guy's going to catch it. Go for 50 yards and a touchdown. What here. was he
0: fucking... He was 90-plus like, he, he percent accuracy in that game. Like Yeah, I don't know. I think, he, I think he had one incomplete pass, which is fucking nuts. He, Minshew is also... I, he's in the Celine Dion football commercial. Like, he suddenly is a marketable... He's a marketable person in, he is. in the in the league, and I think that that gets you a point or two in in especially in close games. I think people want Minshew to succeed, and that and I think that refs kind of look at that. Maybe I, I know that's conspiracy, Chris, but there's there's something to the Minshew thing. He's going to be in this league for if he if he has a couple more good games. I think he's in this league for a while.
1: I think he's like the new Nick Foles a little bit, right? Or yeah, he kind of goes from team to team a little Nick bit. Nick Foles here and with there. a personality. No one's really sold on him, right? Is that personality? You know, well, he's got a better personality than Foles, I guess. But or I don't know, like teams like him, I guess. Uh, anyway, I feel like this even comes down, even if Tennessee's winning this game and by a lot, uh, like kind of you were, I think, expecting and saying there's still like sort of garbage time where, where Jacksonville's just thrown it down yeah. the field, basically. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of where this worries me a little bit is at the end of the game, they score a touchdown or two and this becomes a little bit closer here. And, and that's kind of, I guess why I want to take
0: the Trubisky was. effect. I like it. That's a smart, that's a smart call. Uh, Carolina. It's a losing one, but <laughs> Car- this is, this makes no fucking sense to me. Carolina plus nine and a half in Tampa Bay. Which, yeah. I mean, listen, you said the Carolina defense is garbage. You were right. Like you were like, don't take the fucking under on Raiders Carolina last week. You were absolutely right. Those defenses sucked and it was a bit of a shootout. Uh, so maybe that's what I makes this nine and a half.
1: Sixty four points.
0: But does it it's is it enough, Chris? Is nine and a half is that too much though?
1: It's um it feels like a lot. And here's Here's The thing in the, in the research I did on this game a little bit that I found is that Tampa Bay was like what, the only team I think last year that kept Christian McCaffrey in check. Hmm. Uh, they have a really good run and they had a really good run defense from last season. Uh, it carries over the whole defense is basically carried over. Um, they're probably their pass defense has probably improved a little bit. It uh, Chris Godwin is probably out for the game, concussion protocols that actually might help. Tampa Bay's offense a little bit more with Tom Brady finding his other receivers and not yeah. having to sort of one run less
0: black receiver for Tom Brady to have to ignore. Right. Uh, and There's yeah. two
1: other white receivers. Yeah. Which in those he, wings. Yes,
0: exactly. He's so stoked. He's like, Oh, give me Scotty Miller up and right?
1: down in Carolina. I don't think, I mean, uh, uh, Jacobs ran all over Carolina's defense too. So now it's either whether it's Ronald Jones or it's four I feel like, I feel like Tampa Bay can really sort of control this game on both sides here. And I'm willing to give up nine and a half points because I think I think I really think Tampa Bay sort of turns it around here, and, and and Brady has a much better game. Even though I I still think he's probably done. Like you were saying, switching teams, older quarterbacks, these guys are these guys are probably done, and it's not looking good for them. Tom's uh, gonna have a
0: good game because Carolina defense he's gonna, sucks. I yep. just really like Teddy Bridgewater and this team. I think I just like Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to cover nine and a half. So give me Carolina. Okay, done. Atlanta in Dallas. This game has multiple lines. Let's call it five. What do you want to say? It's,
1: it's no. It was five and a half. It's now down to four and a half. Which four and I a half in favor. Interesting.
0: In favor of Dallas. Uh, Dallas maybe got jobbed a little bit in that game. I, I, they. It was weird to me. I, what I saw of Dallas was like a lot of checkdowns to mm-hmm. to Zeke. I feel like they... like The Mike McCarthy offense, man. Dak needs to open up somehow. Yeah, like the Mike McCarthy thing is definitely terrifying. Atlanta's defense is shit, but man, they fucking are explosive on offense. I like to see... over
1: in this game, maybe?
0: 52 and a half still? It's hard to say. I mean, yeah, I think this is a good over, and this is probably why this has the highest over at 52 and a half. Um, Still could beat it. I... Don't think Dallas can lose two games in a row. I think Atlanta can lose all their games this season. It's <laughs> entirely possible. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and take Dallas because uh, it's five and or what did you say? Four and a half. Four and a half. We're yeah, that feels good to me.
1: Okay. Um, I think this game. Yeah. So the whole McCarthy thing here, like this was his offensive back in 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 Green Bay, and even though he had Aaron Rodgers and. And um, whatnot, like their their offense isn't sort of explosive by nature. Like it's not. He's not aggressive. He's safe. He's a he's a check down kind of a guy. He's sort of you know it's it's not a it's not a dynamic you know sort of modern offense. And and for all that talk about the off season and him doing scouting and and changing things and being more analytics driven, it sort of was proven to be not in in this one game. And uh, for that, it sort of scares me that as good as Dal should be. And explosive in this offense, a high powered this offense should be. I think he's the one that's actually holding the whole thing back. Definitely. Yeah. And maybe it maybe it kind of turns around and they start figuring out a little bit here, but it, his fingerprints are all over this thing. I, I loved five and a half with Atlanta because I think they could sort of keep this game close a little bit, because um, I'm not sure even Dallas's defense is, is good. Right, like I don't like you know they they brought it's in a lot too, of guys and spent a lot it's of money. It's too early to oh,
0: see. It's too early to see. Let's just put it's it that too
1: way. early to see here. I'm willing to take. Five, I'm even willing to take Atlanta here in even the four and a half points here. I think because I think this kind of does become a shootout, and or if, if Atlanta's losing by a couple of touchdowns early, I, I think like again like Seattle they just didn't they you know they kind of started making up uh, the difference. They even st- they still lost by I think nine or ten points, but. um I think they can kind of keep it a little bit closer in this game, and I'll take Atlanta.
0: Okay, we're gonna. This is gonna be great. I can't wait to (laughs) see how this plays out. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna split all these games. You've got you've got the New York Giants going into Chicago. Chicago is giving up five and a half points. The Chicago Trubisky's. Who do you think benefited more from (laughs) COVID masks this past week, Mike McCarthy or Jason Garrett? Like, which fan base was like, ooh? Wait, like is that Jason is that Jason Garrett on our sideline or was it like oh that couldn't be Mike McCarthy maybe that's just like Andy Reid's brother like what both of those guys benefited so much by having their faces covered because I've I I I almost couldn't tell that that was Jason Garrett and I think that Giants fans definitely don't want to believe that that's Jason Garrett calling offensive plays for their team who do you like in this game? This is a fucking bonkers game to me.
1: This is a bonkers game. This is uh man, I have like some weird ass. Oh, this is 42. It's the, the over under is 42. Okay. Yikes. Um the, he can't that's that's really low. I mean what that's 12, Well, you're gonna bury each? quads
0: all fucking game. Like like that's the fucking the strategy is to bury Saquad Barkley. Is that what Jason Garrett came up with? I couldn't fucking tell. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely should be forty two if he's the fucking offensive coordinator and if Mitch Trubisky's out there fucking on the other side like th- that not, yeah it's that forty two feels right there like may, maybe could even slip into the thirties it's
1: I, I do feel like Chicago's defense is 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 sort of running on um past uh, lives and, yeah. and sort of fumes here I don't think that Chicago defense is that good no I agree. Um, Maybe in the pass rushing capability, so maybe that's where the Giants kind of run into what you know Pittsburgh did to them last week and whatnot. Um, I, I I don't know if that was an anomaly too of, of Saquon not being you know running for what 13 times for six yards or something. Seems like, I don't know if they can, if 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 that's the game plan every week, you can just keep doing that no matter what. I don't know if the Giants' offensive line is terrible enough where that's just going to keep happening to Saquon. Uh, I will say in this game, though, I think when in doubt with the, both of these teams, I have no idea what any of these offenses are or what's going on here. Yeah. I, I'll take the I'll take the points. Stay away,
0: take the points. That's what yeah. you have to do. Like yeah. I, it just there's no rhyme or reason. You could be like, oh, maybe Mitchell Trubisky will run up fucking four wins these to open the season. Literally, doesn't mean they're going to
1: images win. of each other and like how bad they are, but how somewhat explosive they could potentially be here. Like literally, like. Daniel Jones could be the second coming of Mitch Trubisky or he could be the second coming of, of like, you know, Russell Wilson or something, right? Like I, I don't, it's really hard to sort of get a, a, a sort of, they, they make good plays and then they make terrible interception throws. And like, it's just, these guys are God oh, man, this, this game scares me.
0: I think it's this, I think that if the bears win, there's no way they score, they would win by more than three. And if the bears lose, they're going to get their asses handed to them. So that just seems like the, that's and that's sure. probably how I feel about the Bears all season. Like they'll either just get fucking stomped or they'll sneak out wins like they did last week.
1: <laughs> I will say the Giants probably have the worst defense of the two, and that's maybe where this where this comes into play. But yeah, it's, it's still not enough five, point, five and a half points is still not enough to uh, to make me sort of go against that.
0: Hey, we've got Washington football teams, and they're going to Atlanta uh, or Arizona. Sorry, Arizona is giving up six and a half points uh this is an interesting game this is uh arizona i think is the truth i think that washington football team probably not the truth but there's talent there uh they they i this feels like an overreaction i think arizona is really good i think they're probably well coached as much as i hate those all the coaches in that fucking division uh i (laughs) i I'm going to go ahead and give I think that Arizona is lucky to not be giving up more points, and that's just because Washington won last week. So this feels like Vegas has given you a chance here to to win some easy money
1: yeah the only the only thing i can i, I sort of t- is trying to take from this for some reason the reasoning the six and a half line is is washington's defense and and sort of getting the sacks they did and the pressures and uh, Arizona doesn't have a great offensive line either that is you know you can kind of compare it to a banged up philly offensive line um but yeah i this uh I, I do think this is finally one i agree with an overreaction in in the right way is um is arizona i think they're too explosive too high powered you don't think Barber uh, barber's
0: league. gonna score another two two rushing <laughs> touchdowns here <laughs>
1: Uh, Arizona's defense might be kind of sneaky good this year too, a little bit, right? Or, or at least improved enough from last season. They're just
0: well coached, and they've got a great quarterback. They and can, it,
1: yeah, and they can hold teams and check here. This, is, uh, this game is
0: such a lock to me. This is like the most no brainer. Like for week one, re, like overreaction. Yeah.
1: Although, like, the, uh, yeah, so like I don't think Washington can score enough points in this game either. Um, like they'll be their offense wasn't very good last week. They just somehow found the right chemistry or whatever against uh, Philly, who just completely shit the bed. So yeah. um, for them, for Washington is not going to be able to score, I don't think, 27 points again in this game. No. Um, but Arizona so could score 50. Here. Yeah.
0: All right. Kansas City uh, going to LA Chargers home opener. Uh, oh, somehow this game is, the Chargers are only getting eight and a half. I guess this is what Vegas is going to do, just tempt you and hope that like, there's a mercy rule somehow <laughs> i don't know it makes no <laughs> fucking sense to me it makes no sense either how does this game not i mean i think we're both gonna agree right yeah this is a the kansas City's gonna win by lots of touchdowns mm-hmm. like i I don't think that they let up i don't i just
1: chargers offense is is is, is just it's it's not good yeah i just like they can't this, they couldn't score against cincinnati uh, Tyrod Taylor, I, I like Tyrod Taylor as a player, but you know, I like he's him not as a, a human being. They're he's not using guy. the strengths of that offense then.
0: No, it doesn't make any sense. I, it, yeah, it's
1: a, it's a, division game. Chargers are at home. Technically it it feels like, you know, it's one of those stupid games where you sort of, you don't take the points here and it comes back to bite you, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to kind of, I'm willing to go with it. This game probably should have been ten and a half points. Totally, and maybe we'll have a conversation totally. about taking points in this one. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's just part. We can just move right on. Think, we can move right
0: into next week because I are that sorry next week the next game because I think they're you can have the same again. conversation. Yes. yes, you've got Baltimore in Houston. Houston's giving up only seven. This is like did I know I just got done saying there's a like the Washington game was an over the spread is an overreaction to how they played last week, but you cannot over. React, react to enough. the Super Bowl champions and the, maybe the best team of the league last year, Baltimore. They're just not. Get, did, did anybody see Houston play? Like, why is Houston still getting respect? That team fucking sucks. There's shitty coach. They have a fucking. They've given up their best player, and as far as I can tell, nothing else is different. They're playing in a home stadium with no fans, so there's no home field advantage. I don't understand how Baltimore—who's going to step on your throat till the end of the game? They're not Mm -hmm. pulling their fucking starters. Mm -hmm. Like, this team is playing with such a fucking crazy chip on their shoulder. I I don't understand how you don't just fucking take Baltimore and just cash the check. Like, it's— there's no way they're losing by less than a touchdown or winning by less than a touchdown here. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Even if this game was 10 points, agreed. I think it'd still take Baltimore. Agreed. Houston. Houston sucks. I totally agree. I totally agree. Sunday night. What do we got? New England plus 4 in Seattle. I made you read it cuz I know you're stoked for this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: I'm mean, at game of the week, right? Sunday night got it right. This one's yeah, this one's this, uh,
1: yeah, this this does look like a it's probably a pretty good game. Uh Seattle in in prime time. I have some notes on that, I think, Chris here. Hold on one second while I pull it up. It's Seahawks are twenty six nine and three against the spread uh since two thousand seven. In night, I believe in, in primetime games. Wow. Night games at home, they're 16 5 and 2. Okay. So, like, they're like, you should be taking sort of Seattle, I guess, on this one here. Um, except for, so New England didn't look great to me, right? I think they just kind of did what they needed to do to beat a, uh, like, a probably a not so great Miami team um, who struggles offensively here. I think Seattle's defense is, I don't want to say it's great, but it's legit enough. Yeah. Um, they did some things on defense with, Jamal uh, Adams that I did not expect them to do. They're usually more of a vanilla sort of style defense here, but they really, I, it's the first time in a long time where they traded for a player and they sort of, they used him in a, in a, uh, in an amazing, uh, just way of like, like unbelievable. Like they actually used him to his strengths and they put a game plan in place where they're not like trying to fit him like around, peg into a square hole kind of thing or vice versa right like it's i had the utmost confidence watching them with jamal adams going oh that guy actually made a difference in that defense and and they're playing like it and they i felt a little more old school like legion of boom like attitude and physicality that we haven't seen in three or four years here um that makes me think that that it's it's a and and then and the, and the, and the offensively man like they they let russ cook man they they threw the ball to Chris Carson. They didn't run the ball with Chris Carson. They threw to Chris Carson. He scored two touchdowns for them. Like, I don't know if that's going to keep happening necessarily. And I don't know if this offense is like, it's going to be, I think that's sort of the, the overreaction maybe to the Seattle offense is that it's going to be this really big dynamic, you know, sort of Kansas city style offense or something here, maybe, which I, I think it'll come back down to earth a little bit. And new England's just new England. So, uh, and Seattle normally until I see it more so for at least a half a season, Seattle plays, Games and teams close. New England still, I think, a decent enough team. I'm, I'm, I'm taking New England with the four points.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. You you just (laughs) did the most roundabout way of of confusing the shit out of me. Yeah, Uh, you just made the you just made the case for Seattle. You sold me on Seattle, then you went and fucking flipped it, and we're like, I'll take New England and the points. I, I'm going to go ahead and go off of what you just said and take. I I I think I'll take Seattle. You got to flip those scores around. By the way, uh, you oh, have. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna go with Seattle at home. Uh, it feels more Legion of Boom. The, all the shit you just said. New England played a weak <laughs> Miami team. Cam's kind of volatile. I think a little bit more than we're giving him credit for. He played against a shit team, and yeah, he had a good he had a good game. But, but he, he has not played a lot, right? and he hasn't I mean, played against a fucking defense that's gonna put his ass on the ground a couple times. Uh, I, I still, I still think we see Stidham at some point in the season. Uh, I think Seattle's going to win this game.
1: Okay. I think they'll win this game. Um, and it's, it's because of all the, with the home primetime games here. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sure about new England at this point. I bet against them last week. Uh, I feel like that was a sort of mistake. So maybe it's, maybe it's a sort of, it was definitely a mistake. And
0: and I think betting against them anytime is stupid. I'm not going to actually put money on this fucking game.
1: No, like, you're no, a fool to bet. Seattle wins this game in, in, in its prime time. I don't know if the Patriots sort of have enough to sort of go against that trend necessarily. Um, I'm just not comfortable. I, there's always a lot of close Seattle. Normally, technically, their past and their history, they play a lot of close games. Um, and that was a huge, it felt like a huge anomaly last week against Atlanta, but uh, let's see if they can repeat it then then I might start uh leaning on Seattle a little bit more, okay, uh, going through the season. cautious
0: yeah. steps all right last game monday september twenty mm-hmm. first we've got the New Orleans Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders, the home opener uh for the or the the what franchise opener for las Vegas um though it doesn't matter i don't think are they letting fans in the stadium for nevada probably I not. don't know actually i think they've no, got I've a more heard. uh liberal governor um i'm this game is what is it six points uh, it's
1: down it started at six and a half it's now down to six which i'm a little surprised at i do i guess that means everyone's everyone's hitting new orleans i yeah i i'm gonna
0: go ahead and i'm gonna Take those points and go with Las Vegas, I feel like this game is close, and I think it's only close because it's a Monday night game. Monday night games just have a weird hangover they're they're always they always feel like a team can get back in them uh, I think it's a good look for Vegas to play well on monday night it's at, and I think that I don't maybe there'll be some some shenanigans uh with the refereeing in this one. I also am not convinced New Orleans is as great as they everyone thinks mm-hmm. they are just because they
1: beat Tampa Bay uh mm-hmm. Give me Vegas. And, uh, yeah. And I think is uh, Michael Thomas, I think, is out of this game. Yes. Two for New Orleans. Um, their defense is the only kind Manny of thing that Sanders, makes me... Manny Sanders, though. Come on. I mean, that guy. I know. It's Manny but Sanders. Jesus. Uh, I'm not sold on Vegas offensively or defensively either here. I think they just played. I, I, I'm not sure how this is an overreaction game either way, actually, because maybe new orleans is i think you're right i don't think they're as good as maybe they looked against tampa bay or people think they were against tampa bay and winning as convincingly um i'll take oof, man just feels like new orleans is still the better team here uh you know what? I'm going to i'm going to take the po- points at home too and the other dog here although go. i don't feel good about this and i feel like home new orleans is probably going to win this home game by a down. touchdown
0: this is good take him i like this one i want to root with i want to root with the four, I want to root for Vegas with you on this game.
1: Okay, let's do it. We'll All stick right. together. On this one. Yeah, we went enough. We went against each other on too many games here. We got to come back. We got to come back to the, on
0: the same side. Exactly, Chris. Great job on uh keeping this game under an hour by doing uh getting it to an hour and 23 minutes. So, <laughs> uh, bravo to us. We really, we really tightened it up. Uh, yep. if you're still listening right now, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, those hot takes were worth it. All right. Talk to you next week.